This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this hour. And of course, we are taking your telephone calls. 800 848 WABC. 800 848 President Zelensky of Ukraine in Washington, a historic trip telling Congress you can speed up our victory. Earlier yesterday, meeting with President Biden as he pleads for more aid. Zelensky's visit comes as Congress is pushing to pass uh, a government funding bill by the end of this week which would include provisions that would allocate additional military aid to Ukraine. The flip side of that is the timing of the visit has prompted skepticism from some lawmakers who argue Democrats are using the opportunity to push the spending bill through Congress. Some of the criticism of President Zelensky has been harsh within the last 24 hours. The tweet from Donald Trump Jr., quote, Zelensky is basically an ungrateful international welfare queen. A quote from Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. You think it's an accident that Zelensky is coming to Congress today with Today, capitalized, adding, this is why we're almost $32 trillion in debt. This is why we have a woke Defense Department. This is why the FBI, DHS, Intel, the NIH, the EPA, and every other federal agency accumulate such raw power to trample over Americans. Other Republicans are chiming in. Chiming in. Uh, Normally, I don't quote her, but uh, Congresswoman uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia said in a tweet, of course, referring to Zelensky as the shadow president. She says, of course, the shadow president has come to Congress and explain why he needs billions of Americans' taxpayer dollars for the 51st state. This is absurd. Put America first. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, speaker-in-waiting, if he can get the votes, said that there will be no blank check for Ukraine. And before uh, Congress, during his visit, President Zelensky had this to say about the American funding. Financial assistance is also critically important, and I would like to thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for both financial packages you have already provided us with and the ones you may be willing to decide on. Your money is not Charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. 
And uh, it's not charity. It is an investment in in the global community, the issues surrounding the world, keeping Russia uh, in check, but some members of uh, Congress uh, are starting to really draw the line on this issue. So I see your telephone calls already coming in. We'll begin with them in just a moment. I am giving Mayor Adams a big thumbs up this morning. So Adams, for the last couple of days, and city council members are locking horns over how city government should bankroll aid to the thousands of migrants who have come here. And if you've listened to the show the last couple of nights, I have said what it essentially comes down to is free, 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 free hotel, free medical care, free food, free cell phone, free, free, free. And so the mayor is telling the city council and their politics is off the are, are off the chart. I mean, they they're not even far left. They're like, you know, left, 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 left. And so the mayor before the Daily News editorial board, here's why on Wednesday, here's why I'm giving him a big thumbs up. I'm quoting Mr. Adams. He says, you had council members and others saying, let's give free cell phones to asylum seekers. Let's give free metro cards. Let's give free rent. Let's give free, free, free. Sounds like the mayor's quoting me there. We're not giving this. This is the key part. We're not giving this to everyday New Yorkers. Everyday New Yorkers are not getting free cell phones. They're not getting free Metro cards. So if the city council is telling me, some of the council, I should say, is telling me that the asylum seekers and the migrants should get everything free from taxpayers, then I'm going to have to cut services. This, as the mayor has announced, some new crime stats overall, uh, crime is up 23.5% this year, but but shootings and homicides are down. New York City, according to what the mayor is stating, uh, has seen a 17% drop in shootings and an overall 12% drop in homicides. But as as is always the case with crime, it comes down to perception. Do you feel safe? And, hey, let's all get high. That's what it comes down to. Let's all smoke weed, right? New York's first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana is set to open four days after Christmas, December 29th. Governor Hochul announcing that Housing Works Housing Works, a nonprofit in Manhattan that serves people with HIV and AIDS, uh, will be the first of 36 recent licenses to begin selling cannabis to the general public, even though, hint, hint, dozens of illegal shops have been in operation for many, many months. We have a lot to get to this morning Let's start uh, with our telephone calls. We are taking your calls on a number of topics, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Alex in Brooklyn. Good morning, Alex. What's on your mind? Hey, hey good morning, Dominic. I want to touch on a couple of stuff that you mentioned, as well as this Zelensky person. Um, when you talk about these illegal immigrants that are getting cell phones, housing, and so much money that's being spent on them, it's not just that regular citizens don't get metro cards. Our homeless citizens aren't being treated with the same level of care as are these illegal immigrants. And our, a lot of our homeless veterans are, aren't being treated as well as they are when they, will, you know, they signed their life away um, for serving us in the military. But then when you talk about Zelensky, he, I, I have no problem with him coming to our country. I don't think he's ungrateful when he's asking for more money because he's fighting a war with Russia. 
and he should be asking for and trying to get as much money as he can, but it shouldn't be so easy for him to get it out of us. We shouldn't be just asking for it without any reasonable um, you know, um, reasons and saying exactly what he plants to do with this money. Well, and, well most exactly of it, what his agenda is. Most, most, most of, of it, it is Alex, just to fight back. Mo- most of it comes yep. in terms of military equipment or a sizable amount of the money. But – but, you know, I, I see this two ways. We do need uh, checks and balances, but at the same time, on every taxpayer dollar, but at the same time, uh, Zelensky is in the middle of the fight of his life for his country. And, you know, right. the waiting time, he can't wait forever for, for, for the funding to come through. Yeah, and but, Dominic, here's where I disagree with you. You say that it's not just charity, but I was giving the money to Ukraine. It's it's also an investment, and I disagree with that. Dominic, do you think that if Russia wins this war against Ukraine and they take over Ukraine, that they're going to start a war on another country afterwards when they were doing so badly with this war against Ukraine? They, and they're almost losing this war. I don't think they'll start up with anybody after this. They learned their lesson. Hey, and Alex, you know what, Alex? But but yep. but do you really want to take that chance? Um, I don't think – I'm very confident that he's not going to go, to go into war in another, with, with another country. And let me tell you this. If we would have taken action immediately when he was had his soldiers circling the border of Ukraine before he invaded, if we would have put sanctions in him right away, he would have pulled back. He was testing us out to see what kind of reaction he was going to get. So now he he wasn't just going to jump into Ukraine. He wanted to see how we're going to react. So the next time – he goes after another country. If we react immediately, he'll pull out. They'll say he was just practicing um, in case he has to invade. And and now he saw he's seeing the amount of money we're giving to the Ukrainian people, and he learned his lesson. It's not that simple to just invade and take over a country. Well, so, we, we'll you know, see. A- yeah. Alex, I appreciate your call. I do have to move on to some other callers. Thank you. Let's go to Massachusetts. Let's say good morning to Roger. Good morning, Roger, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yes, thank you for taking my call. The only way this bill should pass, the only way, is if someone down there grows up the spine and says it must include the reopening of our energy. We accomplished two things. Number one, we'd be able to provide uh, energy heat for them for Northern Europe this winter. And number two, as we learned on Rita Cosby's show a half an hour ago, uh, Putin, the, 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 the price would go way down on energy, and Putin wouldn't be able to make as much money on his energy. Uh, we'd be supplying Eastern Europe, and uh, that's the, that's, that needs to be rolled into this bill or no deal. Well, those are called poison uh, pills when you add something at the 11th hour to to a uh, a bill and it and, and you know you may make a lot of sense Roger but 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 Democrats have control of the house as you know and they are up against the clock so I don't see anything added at the 11th hour to this and certainly no controversial issues so so what happens in your opinion Roger if that what you just wanted added is not done so Roger, go ahead. Well, they they shouldn't vote for it without it. That's all. Thank you. Okay. All right. But then the question becomes: What happens to the aid and the military uh, support that that uh, that Zelensky and Ukraine need? Their backs are up against the wall. But some uh, conservative Republicans are saying, "Wait a minute. When is enough enough?" And we're starting to hear the grumblings of uh, America first. Let's go to Mel in Saratoga Springs. Good morning, Mel. What's on your mind? Uh, thank you for taking my call, Dominic. Well, let me ask you this. If the situation is so dire in Ukraine, why was his wife spotted recently on a $40,000 shopping spree in Paris? But most likely our tax dollars. I, I, I don't know, and I, I do, Mel. I, I have a problem, I have to be honest with you, of of saying tit for tat. I really do. In other words, don't look at me, look at this item. The bottom line is, okay, let, let, let's let just say, I mean, we don't know. It, it could be from, from his past career in entertainment from President Zelensky's. But what does, I know what you're alluding to, Mel, 
What does that have to do with the issue at hand? Well, you know, Dominic, I'm not Zelensky's ATM, you know. I live up here in Saratoga Springs, 30 miles north of Albany, born and raised up here. But I've had uh, I've got relatives in Brooklyn. But the fact, the fact of the matter is I am going to put myself on the line and I'm going to stand up downtown Saratoga Springs and with a bold sign at saying that, you know, Zelensky, I am not your ATM. Why in the world? And first of all, uh, 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 Putin uh, 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 rejected the idea of, of, of Ukraine becoming part of NATO. And Putin has nothing, it does not, any, does not any, that want anything to do with NATO. And NATO had said prior to that that they, wouldn't, they were not going to come within one inch of the border of Russia. Well, you, you, but lo and behold, with this criminal we have in the, in the Oval Office, you know, trying to push this war to cover up his past misdeeds of his son himself and everything else over there. You know, if you don't fire this prosecutor, you're not going to get this $6 million uh, uh, security uh, uh, loan. That, uh, and, and I'll be a son of a B.I. You know what? The, the guy was fine. I mean, this this is obvious. This this is all some sort of a wag the dog cover up of, of, uh, of, of criminality, uh, a, gr- a grift over there. I mean, you know, it, 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 Ray Charles can see what's happening here. This is this is just a major wag the dog to try and start to 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 to, to uh, deflect what's going on, what had happened over there in the past with Barisma Holdings, uh, the kid uh, uh, receiving eighty million dollars or so-called eighty million, some odd, probably more a month. I mean, come on, I, I don't want to be dragged into this. I got we have the United States has not a darn thing to benefit. Uh, from being involved with Ukraine other than what I had just mentioned, what these criminals are all up to. And I'm getting sick and tired. As as an American who happens to be black, my tax dollars belong in my community, in my country, not being used as an ATM for some son of a B.I. that I can't, you know, I'm tired of this nonsense, man. Okay. I, I hear you, Mel, and I, I thank you for your call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're dealing with Ukraine this morning. We are also discussing that Mayor Adams uh, is telling the city council, hey, you know, you want to do all these things for migrants. Why don't you use or take a 50% cut in your discretionary spending and use that money? with the mayor telling the Daily News editorial board that, uh, you know, everything, it's like he's been listening to you folks on this program here uh, where folks want things for free, 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 the mayor's exact words. And then he adds, and I'm quoting here before the uh, editorial board, and I say bravo to Mr. Adams on this, whether you like him, whether you hate him. The mayor says everyday New Yorkers, are not getting free cell phones. They're not getting free Metro cards. Bravo. Bravo. Now, if that was only the attitude from from day one, then perhaps the city of New York would not be in this mess. Because as I contended, uh, and I still contend, on day one, tent cities should have gone up and to to as a, as a as a deterrent to come here men women and children go to the tent city i don't care what the city council says go to the to the tent city you separate the men and the women well you separate the the women and children from the men you have to do that and uh, you know some of these tent cities are very nice the one that the city built had uh, the Xbox and the telephones, the call back home, and and uh, the 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 meals uh, that are hot and cooked for, for for to represent the meals that you would have back home. All of that is fine, but done in the tents, not not in the Manhattan hotels. That's reserved for American citizens. Period. I see all the telephone calls. Let's go first to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? I am going to strongly disagree with Alex and Mel. This is an investment we are making. We want to make certain that Russia, and by Russia meaning Putin's Russian dictatorship, does not pose a threat to its neighbors. What both callers failed to acknowledge is that back in 2000. 
2009, Russia seized part of Georgia's territory. In 2014, it took over Crimea and, and part of eastern Ukraine. If we don't help Zelensky, and, and hopefully by helping him, we w will help him win this war against Russia, uh, Putin is, is going to probably think of attacking Estonia, Lithuania, who knows, maybe even Poland. Right, right. Heading heading towards uh, uh, NATO interests and so on, and, and and maybe starting World War Three, and we don't want that. And I want to make certain that with our military support of the Ukrainians, we allow them to denigrate Russian military, the Russian military, and they're doing a great job at it already. Well, uh, you know, I, John, I I agree with you. I, I agree with you with your with your point of view. Um, we must stand by Ukraine. It is in the interest uh, of America to to help put Russia in its place. But and and I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But at the same time, it, it, there has to be at some point. You know, wait a minute. We we got to slow down these dollars here and all of this military equipment. So what that point is, I don't know. Like, you know, what? what's the, I mean, do you agree that at some point we have to limit what America can do? And I'm, I'm not even dealing with the fact of what Russia will perceive as aggression by the United States. Right. Uh, well, certainly I think uh, Zelensky, I hope, is asking for more money from the U.K., France, and Germany as well. We can't be the main financial source and, and uh, armament source for them, if possible. And, and I agree, for, there have been calls for accountability. We should keep track as to what we are sending to them. But uh, I, I think what he's asking for and what we're giving is legitimate, and again, as I said, this is as and as you also recognize, this is an investment not only to help Ukraine, but fundamentally to help our European allies and even ourselves from getting to war with Russia. Hey, John, while I have you on the line, before I let you go, last night we had a spirited uh, conversation about transgender uh, uh then uh, reading story time uh, to school kids. There's been a number of protests. Um, my position on this is that I, I'm very uncomfortable with it uh, being done. What's your position on this in terms of the story time, the drag story time? What's your position? Uh, I, I think it's a waste of our money. It shouldn't be done. Um, I applaud the demonstrators for protesting, but they should not have invaded City Councilman's uh, uh, boxers, right. I believe, right. yes. residents. That's where I would have drawn the line. That that was going beyond, uh, you know, what is reasonable. Well, John, I thank you for the call, and happy holidays to you. Let's go to Mary Beth on Long Island. Good morning, Mary Beth, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. And I want to... I want to wish you and your family and everybody on your show who works with you a beautiful holiday season. And thank, thank you. you again for all that you do for us. Thank you. It's, and, it's, and the same right back at you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think it is wonderful that the mayor is putting a little pressure on the city council regarding monies going to Americans and not to what you know, people who are coming here illegally. Dominic, I am hoping this is the first step for other mayors to start doing the same thing. And I'm hoping that our mayor is talking to mayors in other cities because they're having the same problems or they soon will. This pressure has to be put on Biden and his administration as well to stop this and stop it now. Well, uh, I, I, I'm still stuck on Mary Beth, uh, how the Biden administration responded to the uh, Supreme Court in terms of uh, declaring there's no need uh, for Title 40, 42 anymore. 
And that is uh, that is just crazy to me because I would think that any reasonably responsible administration would use every legal venue and avenue they could to to keep the border closed. But for some some reason, some uncanny reason, uh, they, they this administration is giving up the fight, and so. I I do I do uh and thank you for the call Mary Beth. I think it's great that Mayor Adams uh you know because we don't want to feel that we that we're just banging our heads up against the wall. At the end of the day, it's very obvious what's going on. Asylum, asylum, yeah, right. I mean, let let's be honest, okay? I'm from the Bronx. Right? So some people are coming here for asylum. Some maybe Maybe three to five percent. Ninety five percent are saying free, 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 better life, free, free, free. Health care. Food. Hotels in, in Midtown, things that I've that I've seen on television and never thought was possible in my life. And I can have it all free. Free, free. Let's go to Carmen in Harlem. Good morning, Carmen. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Eric Adams is incorrect about the cell phones. The average person can get a free cell phone according to your income. If you're on EBT, you get food stamps, you get cash assistance, you get Medicare, Medicaid, SSI, SSA, SSDI, you can get a free cell phone. Okay, they but Carmen, stand right in front but of Carmen, their welfare station. But Carmen, but it, it yes, sounds it sounds like you're making an assumption. Most of us are not, not on wait, 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 wait. Most okay. of us are not on welfare. You're only talking about people that are on welfare. Yes, they can get free cell phones. Mm-hmm. But what about the rest yes. of us? If you're on SSI, you can get them too. Okay, but if you're not on SSI or public assistance, which is the majority of us, Carmen, what about us? But you don't need it. It goes according to your income. Oh, we don't need it, Carmen. Come on now. And the migrants need it? No, they don't need it either. They need to work for it. Right. They need to go to work. So what what is your position on all of this? I'm giving the mayor credit for checking the city council you know, with their mm-hmm. far left agenda. But what what is your opinion, Carmen? I think it's crappy. When my father came to this country, he had a sponsor. They don't get sponsors. They can just come on in and get anything they want. It's not fair for anybody to tell you the truth. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should go to work, get a job, put in their debt to society, and then if uh, things go wrong, they need help. Then go and ask for help. Just don't come into the country and say, fine, I want it, I get it. Because if you go to their country, you're not entitled to anything. You have to work for it. you got to prove to their country what are you going to do for their country. So what are they going to do for our country? Just sit and relax and enjoy themselves? That's not fair. It's not. And... um you know, Carmen, I, I, I appreciate your call uh, from Harlem, and you have a beautiful uh, morning. Thank and, you. And, and what I'm thinking about, folks, are, are the, the health care costs, right? So a, a, a woman comes here, let's, a migrant, and she's pregnant or gets pregnant, and now you and I are on the hook to deliver that baby for Several thousand dollars, but that is just the beginning. Now the baby has to be fed. The baby has to have daycare. The baby has to have an education. This, as our class sizes, it's not fair. They're growing and growing and growing. And it's not about divide and conquer. It is about, there's no other way to say it, America first. And that's why Donald Trump resonated with the American people. America first. We're all sick and tired of it. America cannot save the world. The situation in Ukraine, yes, America has a a, a global interest, a global responsibility. But not an unlimited checkbook. 
And as it relates to the migrant situation, what is so hard with shut it down? What is so hard with that? What is so hard with, no, you cannot come in. I'm sorry for your allegations of what you say is going on in your country. You stay here in Mexico until we deal with your asylum issues. I, I, it just seems, folks, and I see all of your telephone calls, and I see our regulars, uh, Jennifer, David. I'm going to get to them, Audrey. I'm going to get to all the calls. But, but it, it, at what point do we stop and say, come on, we're being conned? We're being conned. At the end of the day, and our politicians are going along with all of this, but once you open this floodgate, it's opened and have your checkbook ready. And when they foreclose on your home, but the migrants are still getting everything free, what what are you going to do at that point? Oh, you, you're going to go to the homeless shelter. Oh, really? You just your home was just foreclosed on, but the shelter's at capacity because of migrants. Now what? What are you gonna do then? Are they gonna put us in the tents? What's gonna happen at that point? What happens with our veterans that fought for the country? And migrants are are being treated better than American veterans. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. And coming up at uh, 45 minutes past the hour, our Carter Care segment. When we come back, we're going to take calls from Queens, Brooklyn, Boston, the Bronx, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Talk Radio 77. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC And we are back, going right back to the telephones Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC I want to hear this morning from our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Dominic. Thanks, as always, for giving me a chance to speak, and it's always a pleasure to hear you. Thank you. Um, thank you, dear. Um, two quick points, if I could, primarily on the uh, illegal alien situation. I just want to say, in the courts here in Massachusetts um, this week, we had a case of um, – several illegals, um, uh, men that were caught stealing over $31,000 worth of stuff from uh, a Home Depot. And let's just say this this wasn't their first rodeo. They've been hitting Home Depots all up down the eastern seaboard. And the judge felt a little bad for them. So even though the prosecutor wanted a high bail, then he said, well, 2500 and she said, no, 1500 And they all walked out of the courthouse. Do you think they're going to come back for their court date? And do you think they won't keep on committing crimes? And worse than that, and um, this is heartbreaking. In Kentucky, uh, a couple of days ago, there was a young man named Landon, 19 years old, recent graduated from high school this year. And he was driving home from work at 4 a.m. from his um, job at UPS. And he worked overnight at UPS, and he was driving home. And a wrong-way drunk driver, an illegal alien, 26 years old, smashed into Landon and killed Landon, who had just gotten a full scholarship, uh, football scholarship to Union College, 
and was so looking forward to starting his life. And I am so sick of hearing about the humanitarian crisis of the illegals. I'm sick of hearing about the woman looking for reparations because she was separated from her child because um, the government separated children to make sure that they weren't being uh, human trafficked at the border, which happened a lot and is still happening. Um, so I'm so sick of no one caring about the cost and the toll, whether it be financial, which is the least of it compared to the devastation Every day in this country, people are killed by illegal aliens, and I'm so sick of the, mini- the people minimizing that. It's all well and good, I guess, until it happens to someone you love and treasure okay. uh, that can never be replaced. Okay, and- so I, I want you to hold on for a second, Jennifer. Yep. Um, I, I want to just hear what David has to say. I'm not going to have you two um, uh, strongly interact with each other, but just hold on for a second. David, good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Dominic, and to Jennifer as well. I I will just say this. As you may recall, I was in a New York City homeless shelter for three years, and I find it hard to believe if they understood what conditions are like that these people are coming here to spend time in our homeless shelters or even the hotels, because some of these hotels are some of the worst hotels you could possibly imagine. And as far as the benefits they're getting, listen, I'm not for all of this stuff. I consider myself a reasonable person. I think we should have something like what the British are doing. What the British are doing with their asylum seekers is they found a third country that is willing to accept these people until their asylum applications can be heard. I don't think Mexico is the right place for this because it's not really that safe in Mexico. Maybe Belize or some other country in Central America. But I think these people should not be coming into this country while they're waiting for their asylum applications to be processed. They should be sent to a third country that is willing to take them. And maybe the government of the United States will have to pay that country. But I think it's better than having our system overwhelmed by all of these people. And I know that might sound shocking coming from me, but even I, and I'm blind, can see that this is unsustainable. And I think the Biden administration should see that as well. And I don't really understand their logic. I mean, I could see the Title 42 thing because that was supposed to be for the pandemic, which everyone says is over. No, it's not necessarily over. But hold on one second here, David. So, so Jennifer, it sounds like you and David have a little bit of common ground. Is is that is that true? Yeah, it's certainly far. I I often hear David say reasonable things. So um, he's he's. You know, he's not a very rigid person, but sometimes I, I and I'm glad to hear him say that. But I, I just I would like to say, as far as this whole situation goes, uh, they're asylum seekers because we allow them to be. We have to change the law. Otherwise, this madness is going to continue. And the Biden administration wants this. Think of the words he said at that debate uh, when he was running for president. He said, I'm going to tell them to surge the border. It's what it's what they need to do. They deserve to be heard, and, and, and it's who we are. We're going to let them come. He, he, he wanted this, and he wants that they want chaos. I'm telling you, there's lots of reasons they want this. And, and to me, it's just so upsetting, the cost, the human toll. And last but not least, if these people are so desperate, you understand that they're actually using barcodes on the bracelets, the, the, the human smugglers, the coyotes, and the cartels have – barcodes on these silicone bracelets on these people's wrists to say who's smuggling them and what they paid. And it's anywhere from three to $10,000. Now I will tell you, honestly, I can't come up with that kind of money to get my butt hustled somewhere, but somehow these people are coming up with it and they're making well over $13 billion a year, the cartel off of human smuggling. That's not the fentanyl and all the other stuff. And I think I told you recently, my cousin's son at 25 years old just died of a fentanyl overdose. He took what he thought was, was a Xanax, and it was had fentanyl on it, and he died right away. So I'm just sick I'm of sorry oh, to I hear that. I'm sorry, well, sorry to hear that. And, and, Jennifer, I do have to move on. Uh, thank you. I'm so, really sorry to hear that about your relative. David, quickly, you have the final word before I move on to other callers. Okay. Um, You know, listen, these tragedies that are happening are unacceptable. I agree with that, but I think that Jennifer uses language that is very inflammatory by calling these people illegal aliens. They are asylum seekers, and like she said, and like I said, I'm willing to agree. But wait, David, 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 do you really believe that? Do you, in your heart of hearts, do you really believe that? 
that they're asylum seekers. Do you really believe that? I just want to know. It, well, it depends on the country they're coming from. If they're coming from Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Haiti, yes. If they're coming from a lot of these other countries, it's economic. I'm always honest with you, Dominic. That's why, you know, like I said, if a person calls a talk show to just spew nonsense and, and lie and just represent their preconceived political position, they shouldn't be calling because we've heard all this stuff before, you know. But listen. The people that are coming here, like I said, send them to a third country and let's solve our own problems first. And that's, I think, as reasonable as I'm going to get this evening. Okay. Have well, a Merry David, Christmas, Dominic. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you and your family. Happy uh, holidays. Folks, we see all your calls. We are going to uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll have our Carter Care segment. And then we're going to go immediately right back to the telephone calls. We'll be right back. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank FrankBrunoLaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home. From your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Let's all go get high. Let's do it. This is what our government is telling us all in the name of tax dollars. Let's all go get high. Right? We might as well, right? And and I, I I hope you can can hear that in my voice that as I consistently argue, we are about to make one of the biggest societal mistakes possible. And we are just days away. Four days after Christmas. New York's first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana. Recreational marijuana. What exactly is recreational marijuana? Recreational marijuana is a cute way of saying that uh, go get high. You know, we we don't have to we don't have to call it uh, medical marijuana. Just go get high. Just go get high. Four days after Christmas in Midtown, you you can well excuse me down, down in Lower Manhattan. You can walk in four days after Christmas and go buy some weed. That's what you can do. With all the problems we got in lower Manhattan, four days after Christmas, go buy some weed. Governor Hoku announced that uh, Housing Works, the nonprofit in Manhattan that works with uh, people with AIDS and HIV, uh, will be the first of 36 recent licenses to begin selling cannabis to the general public. And, of course, dozens of illegal shops have been in operation for many months already. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Deborah in New Jersey. Good morning, Deborah. What's on your mind? Hi, Hi Dominic. Uh, the callers before were talking about immigrants coming over the border. Is that what they were talking about yeah, what that's probably. what that's one of the issues uh mayor adams ukraine but go right ahead deborah okay but a lot of people coming over are, are not coming over the border they're coming over on planes they're coming here and they, you know that's another aspect of people coming here that are not vetted and they stay here so it's it's been going on for years and years so it's sort of like everybody's watching this, like, oh, stop this. Don't make the, you know, we got to stop it now. This has been going up years and years and years. They come over on planes and they just stay. Are people aware of that? Well, Deborah, I, I hear you, but I think the biggest problem right now, right now, yes. in which we don't even uh-huh. have a Band-Aid sol- a solution, happens to right. be the southern border right now. Right now. Right. I, but I, but it ahead. is equal. No, no, I understand, but they're both equal because if somebody comes over on a plane, say, from Brazil, a guy or a girl, it's equal. And it's the same thing. Like, there's many places all over, like Newark, Irvington, Patterson, uh, Palisades Park, uh, 
Hackensack. There's a lot of places where these people are, many of them, and nobody seems to say anything. But it's equal, isn't it? Well, Deborah, um, I, I do thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a right. um, a, 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 a great uh, holiday uh-huh. here. And uh, Deborah believes it's equal. I'm not necessarily sure about that. I mean, if you're coming in illegal, then, yes, it's it's uh, it's equal. But I think that the numbers from the southern border are off the charts. And uh, we're going to take your calls up until the top of the hour. That's when Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight gets underway. Let's go to Ann on Staten Island. Good morning, Ann. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I almost laughed at that last caller because a couple of the illegals coming over on a plane from another country is a hell of a lot different than the millions of people that are coming into this country. So one... When they ever people, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but, and, and I trust you to tell me, but everybody or a lot of people are upset about this Title 42, that it's going to end. Yes. But, but we've been getting the, ever since Biden took office, we've been getting hundreds and thousands, now millions of people. Yes, and and you, you are correct. And you are, so what's the difference? And and you're correct, but but here's here's the difference. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet until Title Forty Two ends, and that's it, you're going to be able to see a, a stark difference between what's been happening prior and what's going to happen now. That's the difference. Are they going to test them now for COVID? They weren't doing it for the past couple of years, for the past two years. Nobody was tested. Nobody was vetted. I saw an interview. This was over a year ago where one of our reporters was asking this woman, did you have any problem? Because, yeah, I just walked right through. No, nothing. So they're going to take 42 away. They'll be sending more millions. I'm so um, negative about this that I just feel like... Nothing's going to stop it. 42 didn't stop it. I mean, Trump was the only one that did anything about it. And, and, and it, it, it's a shame. And, and, and with Eric Adams, with all this, you know, okay, fine. Slight credit that he said something to uh, city council. But he was the one that started it. And they want money from the government? My God, that omnibus bill, that is, that's sinful. And, he, you know, they, they want money. Who was giving El Paso money? Who was giving the, the border uh, states money? Nobody. These poor people were, were dealing with that on their own. Yes, you know, it, it, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate your call. Very uh, informative. Thank you and knowledgeable. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe in Queens on marijuana. Good morning, Joe. Morning, Dominic. How are you? Good, good, and I hope you're well. Go right ahead, please. I'm short on time. Okay. So uh, I started smoking pot when I was, I don't know, 16, 15, 16. I smoked it all the way up until 1980. So, I don't know, 30 years or whatever it was. And uh, and I'll tell you, when people used to say pot, you know, the go, it starts you off with pot, then you go to heavier drugs and everything. I, I was totally... With that, I didn't believe it went to heavier drugs. But now, after all this time, I, I stopped smoking pot when my kids were born because I didn't want to be an example to them, but bad example. But, you know, what happens is everybody's around smoking pot. Everybody's a little high, having fun and everything. All of a sudden, you know, Mikey has a little Coke, you know, throws out a couple of lines. Hey, anybody want a little Coke? You know, you think all the people that are smoking pot are going to say, no, 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 I'm going to I'm going to stick with pot. I, I don't want I don't want to start anything like Coke or anything. There's going to be some people who want to do coke. There's going to be some people that do coke that want to do a little something else. There's going to be people that go on to heavier drugs, not not because they started smoking pot. It's just it's the people that are involved with everything. Well, you know? Joe, and, and that that's why it's called a um, a gateway drug. I appreciate uh, your honesty here on on uh, on on the, on this topic, and you are a thousand percent correct. It starts with the marijuana. And you're right, at a party, somebody, because I, I've had several friends, including friends that have died uh, because of drugs, several friends that have had addiction problems. And I don't know how accurate this is, but I've been told uh, by several people that have dealt with addiction that 
you spend the rest of your life chasing the first high that you ever had. I don't know how true that is, but I've been told by several people, uh, including family members that have dealt with addiction. That's why I don't find any of this uh, funny or, or uh, laughable. I just think that it's very, very sad that in midtown Manhattan legally uh, in four days after Christmas, you can go buy weed. You don't need a prescription. You don't have to play a game. You can just walk in, put your money on the table, pick the weed that you want, and you are in business. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, first, um, in case I don't get to talk to you, just know I'm listening as much as I can. You know, I got to get my beauty sleep, but I still make it just love to listen to you. Thank you, Susan. There's only one problem with, with your, with your assessment. You don't, you don't need any beauty sleep. You already got it going on. (laughs) All right. How about my personality? (laughs) Get enough sleep. But I wanted to say about the asylum and I really appreciate hearing um, David and Jennifer you know, because they're having a conversation, they're not calling names, and we're trying to sort out solutions. Yes, yes. And, um, uh, well, one of the things about the asylum people, I think David said, you know, to to take them to a country that will accept them and will pay, uh, that, you know, that it has some merit. But the, the way our asylum laws are, I believe this to be true, that, like, if someone goes from Guatemala for asylum, they have to uh, uh, claim asylum in the first country that they go to. And we're getting people from 120 different countries. So the logistics of saying, oh, we're going to just, like, have them go to, okay, he said Belize. Well, let's look at that as just an example. Um, How do we get these 120? It's like like herding cats. Um, I I agree, Susan. I, I, I apologize. I have to step in because I'm short on time. Uh, and Frank Morano's here with me, Susan. But but again, you don't need that beauty sleep, and you don't need the personality sleep. Susan, we can continue this tomorrow and next week. Thank you for the call, Susan. Frank is with me. I'm going to try to get to it. we got a lot of What's calls. going on between you and Susan? How do you know? Uh, uh, you said several <laughs> times how beautiful she was. Very interesting. What do you have coming up? <laughs> um, well, we're going to be com- following up on some of the same issues you've been touching upon. I'm going to be joined, very excited about this, actually, in about a half hour by a 98-year-old woman by the name of B. Franklin. Not only is she the daughter of one of the original Pep Boys, uh, you know, people know Pep Boys as an auto store, but they were actually people. And uh, one of them was her father, Jack. She was also the wife of a terrific World War II photographer. She's got some great stories. We've got the AC Report and our weekly sit down with Brian Kilmeade, where we'll break down some of the news of the day. So a great show is ahead. I hope so. I was listening last night. What was your first topic again? I'm, I uh, have no idea. <laughs> but, but it was good. 24 hours ago. But, but, but it was good. Yeah, Thank 24 you. hours ago. Is like For us, it's right. like a week ago. So, well, there you go, folks. You see that the conversation is not rehearsed. We're, That's right. We're, we're yeah. doing it live on the Probably spot here. It should be. Tomorrow we'll You want to keep it right there, folks. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, is coming up now right after news headlines. With Alex Barnard, I'll be back again in 24 hours.